The Journey Hometown Journal. Yeah, we're seeing uh, really horrible images coming out of the news, and it's it's completely heartbreaking to see. You have innocent families who are being forced from their homes, not just in far eastern Ukraine, but even central and western Ukraine. Welcome to the Hometown Journal. I'm Mark Edwards. As the Russian invasion of Ukraine continues, the refugee and humanitarian aid crisis is now impacting millions of lives. This morning, we're going to talk with representatives from two area agencies helping with aid for the refugees. Those agencies are World Help, based in Forest, Virginia, and Global Partners in Peace and Development, located in Blue Ridge, Virginia. Craig Cole is the Director of International Partnerships with World Help. World Help has existed since 1991, and our mission is simple. We exist to meet the physical and spiritual needs of people who are living in poverty. So all across the world, we help out where we can, and that's everything from church planning to Bible distribution. Uh, We work to provide clean water projects in countries where that's a large need. We sponsor children, and uh, most recently, we're helping a lot with refugee relief in some of the countries that are affected by a lot of these crisis situations like Afghanistan, Iraq, Jordan, Syria, and most recently now here in uh, Ukraine and the surrounding countries. What are some of the greatest needs for the people that are having to leave Ukraine? What are they facing? Yeah, we're seeing really horrible images coming out of the news, and it's completely heartbreaking to see. You have innocent families who are being forced from their homes, not just in far eastern Ukraine, but even central and western Ukraine. At this point in time, men who are of a military age are not really permitted to leave the country. And so they're having to say farewell to their wives, their children, elderly parents, and they're seeking safety in the neighboring countries such as Poland, Romania, Hungary, Moldova. And these people really need help because they're fleeing with only what they can carry. And so when they arrive in these uh, neighboring nations, they need help with food, water, blankets, mattresses, warm coats, anything that you would need if you had to flee your home suddenly. And we've seen the people just flooding those border checkpoints, trying to flee the country. Yeah, when this is all said and done, there could be millions of refugees. And uh, this is a crisis that has grown just exponentially. You know, typically in wartime, we see a slow trickle of refugees across the border, but this has uh, really ramped up just in a matter of a week. And we don't know how the situation is going to change, but we know that We're here for the long haul. We want to help these people with their immediate needs, but we also want to help them with their long-term needs as well. Okay, so how can listeners get involved? What can they do in partnering with World Help? Yeah, we're asking folks to go to www.worldhelp.net slash Ukraine, and every $35 helps provide emergency uh, supplies for one refugee for one week. So that website, again, is worldhelp.net slash Ukraine. Share a little bit more about that, what the refugees will be getting from those $35 donations. Yeah, so it looks a little differently in each of the uh, neighboring countries. So in the places where uh, folks are able to cross into a country like Poland, for example, uh, we're working with our partners there to provide emergency housing. And so that can be uh, setting up housing with another Christian family that they can stay with temporarily. It can be uh, organizing dormitories, for example, at the seminary where they're trying to house people in the dorms, in the classrooms, anywhere people will fit. But more importantly, that's going to help provide those emergency needs like blankets, mattresses, and food. So this requires world help to have partners on the ground in those countries. Tell us a little bit about that and how that is organized. Yeah, we have longstanding partners in the region uh, that we've worked with for a very long time, some of them even going back to the, the founding of world help in the early 1990s. And so these are people that we trust, we vetted, 
Uh, we have complete confidence in their ability to carry out the mission. And actually, we're going to be taking a, a trip over there in the coming days uh, just to check on the work and, and see how else we can help. A lot of the news coverage has been focused on people trying to get into Poland. But as you mentioned, World Help is working in other countries as well that are trying to relocate refugees. Yeah, that's right. I think a lot of folks, especially if they have family ties in a place like Hungary or Romania, they may go there first just because they might have some housing options. But I think a lot of Ukrainians, they want to go home when the crisis ends. They just don't know when that is going to be. And so for some of them, they're going to be continuing to move into uh, Western Europe. It's just going to take time. And so when someone makes a $35 donation to World Help, you're not having to ship supplies to these countries. You have partners on the ground that are coordinating all of that and making sure that the food, the supplies, whatever it may be, is getting to the refugees. With the $35, we're able to send that to our partners overseas and they're able to buy the supplies that they need um, in those countries. I will say right now it's becoming difficult for the people in Ukraine to buy food because supplies are running low. And so we're working around the clock to make sure that we can get food into the country for those people who haven't gotten out yet. The other part of this story is what happens when the war is over. And we're all hoping that the people will be able to return to Ukraine. But at that point, Now you're looking at rebuilding cities, you're looking at rebuilding homes and people literally having to rebuild their lives. That's a whole nother humanitarian aid crisis in itself. Yeah, I think that would certainly be a part of the plan. You know, working with those trusted partners that we have in Ukraine and in the region, once this war ends, uh, there's going to be a lot of rebuilding to do. And we're not looking to just help these people in the short term. We want to be Uh, There for the long haul, we want to help them rebuild their lives, get back on their feet. And we're going to be doing that through a variety of methods. I just encourage folks to to get involved. I know in our community, you know, we really have a community that's very sensitive to the needs of hurting people. And so when you look at the news and you see these heartbreaking images and just ask folks, don't feel like you're powerless, that you can't do anything. You can do something. You can help these folks in their greatest time of need. That is Craig Cole, the Director of International Partnerships with World Help. You can join World Help's efforts in assisting Ukrainian refugees through worldhelp.net slash Ukraine. We'll be back with more in a minute. In a world where we're all connected, sometimes we feel disconnected. But with the My Journey FM mobile app, you can experience hope and encouragement whenever, wherever. Isn't that cool? Engage with your favorite Journey artists and music. See what song just played. Find out what concerts and hometown events are in your area. Get connected. Lately, I've been listening to it almost every day. The My Journey FM mobile app. Download it today in your app store. Now back to more of the Journey Hometown Journal. Mark Edwards back with you as we continue focusing on relief efforts for Ukrainian refugees. The United Nations predicts that the war in Ukraine could result in as many as 4 million people leaving the country. Global Partners in Peace and Development, based in Blue Ridge, Virginia, is one of the organizations helping refugees find housing. Jonathan Grooms is the president of Global Partners. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Mark. And I grew up in a a Christian home, and uh, my father was a pastor, and he would bring missionaries uh, to our church, and they would come to our home. And so I grew up in a, in a home where missions was a priority and also making Christ known. And so when I was about 15 years old, back in 1993, I had the opportunity to go to the country of Slovakia and also uh, was able to go to Moscow, Russia. 
And it was there on that trip that God really opened my eyes and opened my heart to the people of the world and how most people around the world did not live like us. Uh, This was right after communism fell, and I saw a people who were hungry, not just for physical food, but were hungry for the gospel. And so it really brought to light the need to making Christ known among the nations and how I had a role in that and sharing God's love with people. So how long has Global Partners been in existence? So Global Partners started back in 2003. Uh, There was a need from some of our partners who were living overseas in some difficult countries for an organization that they could work through. And so in 2003, my father and myself co-founded Global Partners in Peace and Development. Okay, so Global Partners is a uh, Virginia-based organization. Yes, we're a local nonprofit organization based right outside of Roanoke, Virginia. Give us an overview of, first of all, the countries involved uh, that you're currently working in. Sure. We are actively involved in mainly five different countries at this time. Uh, The country of Haiti, India, Jordan, Slovakia, and also in Uganda. In each of those countries, share with us what Global Partners is doing and then opportunities for a ministry there. And actually, Global Partners, we're basically a community of people who are passionate about the dignity of every human life. And as followers of Jesus Christ, we do our very best to put our faith into action each and every day to bring help and hope to those who are suffering, whether it be refugees, children in poverty, or those who don't have access to clean water. And one thing that we're really blessed with here in the Western world is having lots of opportunities. And in much of the world and places where we're serving, uh, people don't have these opportunities to break the cycle of poverty or to get out of the difficult situations that they're in. So we come alongside of them, providing help and assistance uh, to help them to break the cycle of poverty. But most importantly, as we learned there in James chapter two, that uh, we just can't say that we love you, but also not share with them the good news. So we put that faith into action, wanting people not just to have their physical needs met, but also their spiritual needs met as well. And so in many ways, we practice that model of if you give someone a fish, you can feed him for a day. But if you teach someone how to fish, you can feed him for a lifetime. And so these are our programs are are gospel centered. And in the different parts of the world where we serve, we have different type of projects that are going on. For instance, in in Haiti, uh, we have a home uh, there for 21 children who are living in very uh, impoverished, unsafe situations. And uh, we put this home together to help these kids to dream big dreams and to be able to bring a great impact uh, to that country. And as your listeners well know, uh, Haiti has been a place where there's been a lot of devastation, a lot of pain, uh, earthquakes, uh, most recently, with uh, the gangs taking over. The economy is just a really, really, really difficult place. But in the last year, we started a a Rev Cafe, is what it's called, uh, for our Rev Home children. And this Rev Cafe is providing opportunities for the young people in our Rev Home to learn good work work ethic, business skills, and also to earn money to be able to fund their college education. And uh, some of those kids uh, right now are attending college uh, because of the fact that they've earned funds through this Rev Cafe. And so we're really, really excited about that. And uh, actually, one of our partners that serve there in Haiti is also a Liberty grad. And we're really, really proud of her and the great work that she's doing there. In India, probably where our largest work is, uh, we have a number of children's homes and community centers with over 200 children that we take care of on a daily basis. 
And one of the big things that we've been a part of, at least in the last uh, 10, 11 years, is we have provided funding for uh, 461 water wells in the country of India. Mm. And 37 of those will be installed and dedicated actually in the next two months. Uh, every year, 1.8 million people, mostly children under the age of five, they die from diarrheal diseases caused by the lack of clean water. And so we're really making an impact there uh, with these water wells. And we're working with local pastors there in these rural villages to be able to provide access to clean water for those who don't have that. And it's making a big, big impact, not only in their health, but also making a huge spiritual impact in the lives of so many people. We also partner with about 600 pastors there in the country of India. And over the last year or two, we've been able to train 100 of those leaders uh, actually through a course uh, that's done in partnership with uh, another Liberty grad. His name's David Nelson out of uh, Crossing Cultures International. So it's been a great partnership in helping uh, pastors to, to be trained and to be uh, more effective in reaching their own people. And then we also have a team of women serving there with our Nation's Hope Store, uh, teaching women how to sew and uh, providing opportunities uh, for these ladies to earn income and to start their own businesses. Uh, so those are things that are happening in Haiti and India. And maybe if you have some questions based on those two, or I can move on to the other countries as well. Well, I did want to comment on India, and maybe just because sometimes we're not quite aware, but the situation in India, the number of children, if they're not in an orphanage, the number of children that end up living on the street. Yes, it's a, um, I'll never forget being in the city of Mumbai, uh, with some friends mm -hmm. and we went through the the red light district of Mumbai and just the sights that I saw that day I still can't even get out of my mind uh, just uh, the way that young people are treated and the lives that they are having to live uh, due to the fact of not having parents or living in such extreme poverty the difficult decisions that parents have to make on a daily basis uh, is really just unfathomable to us in a lot of different ways and so for us to be able to provide help uh, to young children there in the country of India is really making a huge impact. I know you're involved in some other countries as well, so share a little bit about some of the projects going on there. Sure, and I'll share a little bit about Jordan, and I could spend a lot of time uh, focused on Jordan. My family and I, from uh, 2014 to 2020, had the opportunity of living in the country of Jordan, mm. and there we partner with a local church, uh, called Grace Church there in Amman, and we're able to meet both the physical and spiritual needs of Iraqi and Syrian refugees. And uh, right now, the uh, the eyes of the world are, of course, on the country of Ukraine and the many refugees that are fleeing from the country. Uh, but this has been happening in Jordan for many, many years, all the way going back to the first Gulf War back in the early 1990s. And uh, this is a time, uh, around that same time, Grace Church was, was started, and they have been serving the refugee population ever since. And then, of course, about uh, seven, eight years or 10 years ago now, when the Civil War broke out in Syria, uh, there was another huge, uh, large influx of refugees into the country. At some point, there have been over 1 million refugees living there in the country of Jordan. And so our family and other partners uh, had the opportunity to, and continue to have the opportunity to to share God's love with both the Iraqi and Syrian refugees that have come from uh, very, very difficult places. And many of them are just, they're stuck in between. They, they can't go back to their homelands because of security and safety issues. 
but they're looking to immigrate to other countries around the world. And so it's a beautiful opportunity that we have to, to go into their homes, uh, to provide food, clothing, shelter, uh, medicines, uh, to really to help them in their time of need and also to be able to share the love of Christ with them. That is Jonathan Grooms, the president of Global Partners in Peace and Development, sharing a little bit about the work that they are doing around the world. One of those projects does include helping the refugees in Ukraine. We'll talk about that in our next segment. In the meantime, you can find out more about the work they're doing at gpartners.org. In a world where we're all connected, sometimes we feel disconnected. But with the My Journey FM mobile app, you can experience hope and encouragement whenever, wherever. Isn't that cool? Engage with your favorite Journey artists and music. See what song just played. Find out what concerts and hometown events are in your area. Get connected. Lately, I've been listening to it almost every day. The My Journey FM mobile app. Download it today in your app store. Now back to more of the Journey Hometown Journal. Mark Edwards back with you this morning. This week, we're talking about the work area agencies and ministries are doing to assist the people of Ukraine as they seek housing and aid in neighboring countries. One of those organizations is Global Partners in Peace and Development based in Blue Ridge, Virginia. Jonathan Grooms is the president of Global Partners. Jonathan, I wanted to get your take on what you are seeing in Ukraine uh, and your perspective based on the work that you have done in other countries, uh, helping to assist uh, refugees, people that have had to flee their homes because of war. Yeah, and really, as I watch the news, I I see it through the eyes of my experiences that I've had there in the Middle East. And as we see the horrific scenes coming out of Ukraine and uh, seeing young women and children crossing the borders, and it it takes me back to the many homes that I sat in there in the Middle East, and uh, just the desperation and the hopelessness uh, that they find themselves in, and not knowing what tomorrow holds. And and so as I see it, my heart breaks for them, because I know that this crisis is just not a crisis of today, tomorrow, the next week, but it's a crisis for years to come. And uh, one of the things that I see that a crisis, a refugee crisis causes is separation of families. And that's a, a really heartbreaking thing that rips right at the fabric of, of who we are as, as people and, and the love for our families. And so, so that's how I'm, I'm viewing that in a, in a lot of sense. Uh, but just the seeing the mass amount of people that are fleeing the country, uh, the UN is saying that they're estimating that up to 12 million people uh, inside of Ukraine could be left in need of relief and protection. And maybe between four and seven million Ukrainians will cross neighboring countries uh, in the coming months. And so we are just really at the start of this. My prayer is that that this war would would come to an end very quickly and uh, that the bleeding could stop. And not only uh, within the country uh, from war, but also from people having to flee from this desperate situation. Okay, so what does the process look like for global partners to begin working in these neighboring countries of Ukraine to help the people that have had to flee their homes? Yes, and our uh, our main contacts and partners are uh, right there in the country of Slovakia. Um, as as of today, there's been over fifty thousand refugees that have come into Slovakia. Uh, the majority of them, uh, as you've heard, are going up into to Poland. Uh, but we uh, have a family that's living there in the country of Slovakia. They've been in that part of the world for 30 years. 
and they have long-lasting relationships. And even through my travels there over the last uh, 25 plus years, uh, we've built relationships with local churches. And so our uh, our aid, our help is going through our partners, these local churches who have uh, other local churches that they have partnered with, and the relief is going through them. So it's local church based. Uh, they uh, also, these local churches have connections and partnerships with churches in the Western part of Ukraine. And so many of the uh, IDPs are internally displaced peoples who have fled from the Eastern part of the country and are going over to the West. They're not ready uh, to cross the border or they don't want to leave the country or they don't have access to leave the country. They're going to the West. And, and so in some of these Western cities where there's uh, churches, we have partnerships uh, through our Slovak brothers and they are um, helping these churches to provide for people who are inside of Ukraine. Uh, it's, as you've seen, uh, it's very difficult nowadays to get cash. It's difficult to find food. The supply chains are being shut off. And so they're in very, very desperate situations. And so we're doing our best to, to help our, uh, our friends, our partners within the country of Slovakia uh, to be able to get aid into uh, the country of Ukraine. Uh, to these people who are living in the western part at this time. Okay, Jonathan, so how can our listeners help global partners uh, in that work? What are you uh, asking or would like uh, for people to do? I believe the greatest thing that uh, we can do as as followers of Christ uh, is to pray. And I I really just ask people to pray for wisdom for our world leaders, uh, pray for for peace, for de-escalation, for this war to end, and to pray for those who uh, are impacted by this invasion of Ukraine, not just today, but the impact that will be uh, for the years to come. If people w- would feel led to give, there's uh, a place on our website. If you go to our homepage there at gpartners.org, uh, there's a, a place where you can give to help our, our Ukrainian brothers and sisters. One of the things that we're very proud of as an organization is the fact that 95 cents of every dollar that is given to global partners will go directly to the to the cause, uh, specifically here to our Ukrainian brothers and sisters who are in need. And so they can be assured that the funds that they're giving will uh, help uh, the Ukrainians that are in, in need. That is Jonathan Grooms of Global Partners in Peace and Development. You can learn more about their efforts to assist Ukrainian refugees, as well as the work they're doing in other countries, at gpartners.org. Earlier in the program, we also talked with Craig Cole, the Director of International Partnerships with World Help. To find out more how you can be involved in their work assisting the people of Ukraine, visit worldhelp.net slash Ukraine. I'm Mark Edwards. My thanks again to our guests, and thank you for joining us for the Hometown Journal. You've been listening to the Journey Hometown Journal. If you're a part of an organization or know of one in the communities we serve and would like to be considered as a guest, please make your request at myjourneyfm.com, email office at myjourneyfm.com, or call 800-424-9594. The Hometown Journal is a presentation of The Journey.